Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, this is a little bit we're going to do before we start the podcast because we're so passionately wanting to tell you about the finest razor on the market. I mean, how, how would you how would you describe Cornerstone? Better than Razor Ramon. <laughs> well, oh. uh, that, that's better than I could do. I want to go and get a toothpick now and just walk around with it. <laughs> slick my hair back. What uh, would you say, Phil? Sensational. Absolutely sensational. Quality and the service as well. Brilliant. Most importantly, though, it's better. It's voted better than Gillette and Wilkinson Sword by GQ, who know a thing or two about shaving. They know what they're talking about. So if you're sat at home or in the shower using your Gillette, you're using the Reese Priestland Ooh. of razors. You're letting Reese Priestland touch your face. To Cornerstone's damn bigger. Yeah, so what you're saying is instead of letting Reese Priestland sleazily touch your face... Get Dan Bigger delivered to your house once a yeah. month to shave. Get yourself exactly. A, get yourself a box of Biggers and get your. But what you get is a, a beautiful engraved shaft uh, oh. with your first order, which you could get for as little as four quid with your first order because you listen to us. Uh, go to cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers. Cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers or egg ten at checkout. Just while you mentioned Dan Bigger, I just have one observation. How, JB, did he not start for Wales in the Euro 2016 semi-final with an 88% strike rate at goal? <laughs> Come That's on. a very good question, actually. He, he could have filled the void from uh, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, definitely. Without, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Don't get yourself a Reese Priestland. Yeah. And more importantly, they will deliver every single month. You never have to worry about eking out another shave from your blunt razor where it's ripping all of your hairs out. You're fresh better, you, fresh batch every month. You de- yeah, you deserve better than that. Do you, you know do. what else is, is, is delivered fresh to you every week? The Egg Chasers Ruby podcast? Exactly. Hand, <laughs> hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast, the number one podcast for rugby, and we don't take it, the game, or ourselves too seriously. I'm Tim, that's JB. Hello, Tim. That is Philip. Hi, Tim. And, uh, yeah, there might not be any domestic rugby in the Northern Hemisphere going on, or any rugby for that matter going on, but there is still plenty to talk about as we look ahead to a new season, as we look at the stash that's getting unveiled all the time, as we look at the Southern Hemisphere rugby that is uh, going on and building up to the Rugby Championship. We've had some reviews. Please leave them on uh, iTunes. Um, thank you very much. You can subscribe on iTunes on Acast. And um, yeah, how about this for a, for a review? I think it's um, brought a tear to my eye, a single tear to my eye, boys. Uh, this one comes in from Sexton Ten. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Big name, amazing. <laughs> yeah. And um, um, Johnny said, um, five star review. Said, I look forward to a Monday morning pod nearly as much as I look forward to next year being Gloucester's year. Every year. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> Guaranteed it's next year. Well, maybe not next year, but the year after. A couple of big signings. Yeah, they're building for probably not this season because we're pretty much in the upcoming yeah. season now, aren't we? It's pre-season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably going to be the season after oh, now, yeah. I think. They're always building for for next year. So, now, yeah, it's on the way. Gloucester, your year is coming. Yeah. Uh, we've had lots of five-star reviews, and thank you very much for that. Very much appreciate it. Uh, Kieran83 gave us a two-star review. Uh, oh. says that we're we're too biased towards British and Irish rugby and said, I'm giving this two stars because if you're from South Africa, New Zealand or Australia, don't bother. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what a, sorry, what a dick. We're, <laughs> we're in the UK. We're in the UK. If those selfish Australians and New Zealanders didn't start play the games Friday morning at 8am when I'm in work... 
I'd watch more of it. Oh, sorry. Or, right. or, so, or if if podcasters in South Africa, New Zealand, and Australia, green and gold, our friends aside, were better, then people... no, no, no. There are plenty of good podcasts. Just none of them come out of uh, South Africa, or we would know, <laughs> and we would chat to them. Oh, I knew that I'd wind JV up. <laughs> stupid, man. Stupid, stupid. Yes, man. this... We, we, Hang we, on. We, if you want to get a, a reaction out of me, please don't go leaving us two stories. <laughs> <laughs> You'll ruin everything. No, don't. Just don't do that, because that doesn't help the algorithm. No, it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't it, it definitely doesn't. Um, so, um, yes, thank you for your review. But it's fair to say... And um, thank you for taking the trouble to leave us a review, Kieran83. But yes, we are British. Um, we are in the UK. And um, yes, due to uh, due to the fact we've grown up watching, loving, supporting British rugby, that is mainly what we talk about. Uh, is, 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 is anyone saying um, two stars because we don't cover enough MotoGP? <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, uh, listen, I'm, I also want to start off with this, right? Interest is building towards the Olympic Sevens uh, rugby. The fixture lists are out. Okay. And yep. the pools and everything. And also, even the Brazilians are getting interested in rugby union. Obviously, Rio hosting the Olympic Sevens. Okay. And um, we think we're, we are going to love Louis Picamol when he pulls on a Northampton Saints yes, shirt. Yes, we are. Quadzilla. Uh, however, in Brazil, they already love Louis Picamol. Why? Um they were trying to explain the 15-a-side game on, on an ESPN Brazil sports show. Okay. And they highlighted this player, Louis Picamol, and found it quite funny because in Portuguese, Picamol means limp penis. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so have a listen to him. Talking Mas a grande disputa vai ser entre Kieran Reid, camisa 8, contra o camisa 8 da França, Luiz Picamoles. Esse é o jogador... Quem é que faz diferença? É, Luiz Picamoles. <laughs> Eu sei. Right. So if we had someone, uh, Louis, Louis Limp Willy, um, as a player, I think we'd probably giggle. Uh, I, know, <laughs> I know you would. We do have... Um, I would say. Yes. Uh, it does remind me of the adverts when... Pele used to do um, Viagra. Impotent, yeah, yeah. yeah, Viagra. And the I best, would. Yeah, I would. That I was would. The thing. <laughs> I mean, if I had any problems. <laughs> yeah, player. <laughs> we, we we have had uh, British broadcasters and well, and in fact, English speaking broadcasters have never had a giggle when they've uh, had Andrew Hoare, Danny Grucock. Mm-hmm. Eve Dongy. Oh, ima- Eve Dongy is my favourite. <laughs> Imagine laughing at Danny Grucock. That, that, that's not going to last long, is it? You, you don't laugh long at Danny Grucock. In, in football, Marseille had a player, Rod Fanny. Um, <laughs> Good, strong, but, strong. That's yeah, a great one. It is, but but um, but no. I just thought I'd appre- I'd, I thought you might appreciate that one. Um, Louis Picamol is, is is big with Portuguese speaking <laughs> rugby fans. Huh. <sighs> All right, well, should we just jump from that then, as we're talking sevens, into um, the seven second rows and just bosh that one out? I think so. Yeah, let's do it. Why not start there? So we came up with um, a sevens team of props last week, and by the way, uh, Rich Fogarty got in touch on Twitter at Rugby Podcast to say we missed um, Longo Millipola yeah. as an option. Yeah, great show. Uh, Henry Hurst said he was at that game when... Bands scored that try versus the All Blacks. For South wow, Africa. in 2003. Ah, okay, 2003, yeah, yeah. the one we played the commentary of last That week. was an incredible try. Which is um, apparently one of the best, like an absolutely sensational game as well, a few people said on Twitter. Yeah. Do you want to watch a game on YouTube, like one of the best of all time? It's Ireland, South Africa. I don't, can't remember what it, where it is or the date. It's like the Battle of something. In about 97. Oh, that's the one. Is it the Battle it, of It is unbelievably good <laughs> uh, and um, Henry Hurst went on to say on Twitter that we missed Tom Smith who actually played sevens he said he saw him playing proper sevens what Tom Smith Northampton the old, the old Northampton and Scotland international oh. prop he said wow. he, had, he had genuine gas so a few go. people mentioned uh, Keen Healy as well oh yeah mm, yeah okay fine proper church um, uh, so we thought we'd do a. it's not really worth doing a team of hookers because there's loads of Good. Ball, ball be, absolutely, hookers. be a, a yeah. worthwhile project. I was, I was oh, going to well, mention we could do, we could uh, maybe next week go for a team of hookers and then go really into the back row. I suppose, it, yeah, no, actually, got, it probably would be. It'd probably be a genuinely good sevens team. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to, to do us when we get to a scrum half one as well because you'll have to find guys that can fill in as forwards. 
and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. That's oh, good Mike point. Phillips. Mike Phillips, Carnival to Ali. Yeah. Per- there you go. Got Piri Weepu. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but second rows today, locks. Um, so who have you got? Who do you want to, who do you want to suggest? Uh, Mario. I'm just going to go Mario. Um, just because he's what, amazing at everything. He's amazing at everything, isn't he? Yeah. Well, what couldn't he do? Yeah. Yeah. Probably his coach and team manager as well. <laughs> Well, we said Leone Nakarawa as captain. obvious, isn't it? Because he is a genuinely sensational sevens player, as well as being a world-class lock. Now, I'm pretty sure he has played second row, although primarily he played back row. Radiki Samo. He also played internationally as a winger. As a winger. <laughs> I think against, oh, yeah. against Russia in 2011. Oh, straight in definitely, there. Definitely. Definitely in straight there. Straight in there. Not so much now. Because he's 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 kind of lost whatever he had about five ten years ago. But James Gaskell. Oh, I think that's a great shot. Yeah. he's still got it. He's, I'd love to. I want to see him just run a hundred. Has he got the gas that he used to have when he first burst on the scene? Oh, I bet he he's, does. He has bulked up quite a bit because he was le- he was used as a back row, wasn't he, when he first? Yeah. Doesn't make you wonder though, like if he's that special, and I think he is a. It was a bit of a special player with his pace. Mm. Isn't that kind of the curse of modern rugby that you get this special player with unusual abilities? Because he scored a try from the halfway line against Toulouse, and then you bulk him up and make him into a prototypical rugby player. Is that not something which is a little bit wrong with the modern game? Arguably, yeah. I, I think that's that's a fair shout. Yeah, you're limiting. You're almost limiting the thing that was exceptional about him to make him more homogenous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I do see the point. And like there, there were there, you. Ha- you have that sometimes. James Forrester. I know, I know he, he never. One of my favourite ever players. Yeah, I mean he, his career was cut far too short because of injury, but he was just one of the most athletic, James, Fo- interesting back row players. But he, if he, if he'd have stayed fit, I imagine he would have put on another ten kg and not been the same player. That he was. Yeah, especially if he's around now, he, de- he definitely would have. Yeah. Him and who's the other one who was um, similar mould, Scottish eight, incredible for a little while. Simon Taylor. Oh, I, wanted the, yeah. I wanted those two in the same back row. Yeah. Ooh. Well, that's good. That's good. Back to the second row. Uh, Courtney Laws. He would put in some of those monstrous hits you see, and he got has got gas. I don't think he's got good enough hands to play sevens. May, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But he's, but he's very fit. He is. He is fit. There again, Laundry's very fit. I think sevens is like you, you t- the number of touches you have per game is massive. It has to be someone who's got really good basic skills which is another reason for picking James Gaskell I think he was um, tremendous uh, well, on, well he is tremendous at handling on the uh, on the Gaskell theme of someone who's played back row and second row uh, Tom Croft Ooh. yeah but he's very limited at time at second row he started the Heineken Cup final in 2009 at second row did he really he did and that season he was covering a lot in the second row was uh, that the one against that was against... Le- Munster? No, Leinster. Leinster, when they lost. That was the one where uh, Tuolagi, Alessana Tuolagi, ran over Shane Hogan. Oh, yeah. he, he got, there was some like niggle close to the touchline, wasn't it? And Hogan punched, pushed, not punched, pushed Tuolagi. And then next time he got the ball, he just ran like 30 metres straight at him and ran straight over him. I do remember that, actually. Yeah. Uh, and the other Tuolagi moment I remember from, from the handling cap as well is when he did the same trick... Against Stade Francais and Hernandez smashed him into touch. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but going back to good hands and being fit, what about Simons from London Irish? I've not uh, seen much of him, but he actually does fit that mould. Good hands, athletic, fit. Uh, I don't know if he's got the gas of a sevens player. I don't know, but he is quite a, he's quite a rangy, athletic, broken field kind of lock. I'm not sure many of these lads have Probably been, more yeah. suited to Super Rugby than um, to Premiership Rugby, arguably. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you someone from Super Rugby who's definitely in. Uh, let me put the sound on for this. It's worth, probably worth a bit of sound. Do you remember this try from a couple of seasons ago? Oh, yes. This is going to be Whitelock. Whitelock. Oh, Tremendous wow. try. So 60 metres out. That's his own 10 metre line. Go, go, go on, go on. Yes. Yes. Round the fullback. Oh. That is, get off me! Oh, that is ridiculous. T R Y try. <laughs> That's outrageous. Yeah. Um, Retallic's a pretty mean player. He's had a few long range tries. Yeah, he has. He's not a bad shout. Um, and then um, Raws on Twitter got in touch and suggested a couple of Irishmen, Hendo and Altandalan. As um, I put, I put Hendo in any team. 
Yeah, I think Hendo's a good shout. So we've got seven now. And he also suggested John Eels to kick sticks. <laughs> Chabal as well. Chabal played a bit for France in the second row, didn't he? He did. He, he did. did. Again, was he just like, I loved, oh my God, I, there's few players I've loved more than Sebastian Chabal. And I could watch his uh, YouTube montage videos all day long. I love the guy. But sevens. Big carrier. Wasn't fast. Well, big carrier and had an amazing engine and was explosive and did incredible things. But he he would be, he's one of those guys that would would make you face palm straight after he made you stand on your feet and, yeah. and cheer because he he just drop the ball or spill it in contact. In sevens though, those incredibly long arms, three meter wingspan yeah. for handoffs and for offloads. Maybe, maybe, maybe. The other one mentioned on on Twitter, a guy I I don't really remember, uh, Chris Wyatt. Chris Wyatt. Chris Wyatt. Was Chris Wyatt for how long? Is he a Welshman? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Welshman. Munster. So, so uh, yes, he did play for played Munster. Mun- Mun- started at Munster, gone Scarlets. Yeah. Newport Scarlets, Munster, and uh, Scarlets rugby blog described him as being like an escaped horse when, when he got <laughs> when he got going. <laughs> I, I, I like the description of Mike Haley uh, for the Saxons running like a. Running like a Labrador who's been locked up all day. <laughs> <laughs> As oh, opposed to your... Oh, Mike, Mike, Mike... Mike Haley did a beaut of a tweet, yeah. didn't he? Mm. I discovered that this morning. Um, that, yeah, Mike Haley, the Sales Sharks fullback, tweeted. Um, he's obviously been having a chat with some of his uh, Sales Sharks colleagues. Well, with Sam James, of and course. And Sam James, his Sales Sharks colleague, said... Sam James, quote... I love when boys walk into a pub club thinking they're the top dogs, then they see me and skulk off. <laughs> what's, the ha- what's the hashtag, Tim? The hashtag, King of, King Wil- of Wilmslow. The King of Wilmslow. <laughs> <laughs> Might make a banner for him now in, uh, in the sale King, games. King of Wilmslow. The King of Wilmslow. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. I, I hope the King of Wilmslow sticks. Yeah. Especially if he gets... Um, the recognition that he deserves. He's a damn good player. Then we can really go to town with the King of Wilmslow. King of Wilmslow. King of Wilmslow. That's there, there. You go. You've got. You've got to get the Neil Briggs on fire song going, like Will, like Will Griggs on fire. Neil Briggs on fire and a and a King. That's Wilmslow already been band. done, apparently. What, Par- the, Neil apparently Briggs. They, apparently, they've been doing it in training. Oh well, that's, that doesn't count. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah different to the fun. S- similar attendance, but <laughs> <laughs> just joke. just on sale. Has Eastman been confirmed yet? No, no, he's not. not. He's, we wow. know he's going. Everyone's... But it seems like a done deal. I mean, it it's, it it's talked about as if it's a done deal, but it's not been confirmed. I just wonder if he's mm. maybe going to have a return to rugby league. Maybe. Well, there's that. And also, a lot of the sale boys are quite happy with the centre options that they've got. They think they're very well catered for yeah. in, in centres. And they don't really see the need for it. So. Mm. Interesting. If we, if you think we've missed a second row that deserves to be in a second row uh, sevens team, then at Rugby Podcast tweet us, and we'll do hookers next week. Yes, let's hookers. do hook. Let's do hookers because that will be a genuinely very good team. Uh, suggestions for hooker sevens team next week. Right, where should we go then, boys? It's it's quite weird without having the normal structure of this set of games. Yeah. So, um, these... well, there, there have been some games now. Have you announced that we're recording this on Friday night, Tim? Uh, we're recording this on Friday night, Phil. Um, no, I just wanted to confirm because yeah. so, so there has been three, maybe four Super Rugby games mm-hmm. of which I've seen the end of uh, the Lions Chiefs. Uh, sorry, end of Lions Kings when I got home from work, which was Lions. Hang on, Lions versus Kings. That won't be competitive. Uh, it was more competitive than a lot of people were thinking. I'm going to say 20 point win for the Lions. It was more than that. It was 36 point win. Right, and we consider that more competitive. More competitive than people, than people were expecting. Okay. Yes. Wow. Um, there was some hidings. So the Blues, who are the worst New Zealand team, hosted the Brumbies, who are the best Australian team, and beat them by 30 points. Well, I, I think, right, and this is from my position of relative ignorance on Australian matters, but there's something fundamentally flawed with the Brumbies organisation. It's not the players. I think it's the th- stuff going on behind the scenes there with the management and everything else. Because the players are great. We we know the players are great. Yeah. But to go away and... Well, I assume that they play. I hope they played away. They did play away. And get absolutely spanked. By is... the way, Kieran 1983 will be loving this chat at the minute right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the brief Lions-Kings chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... 
And then the other the other game this morning was Reds hosted Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, and as I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess this was a Reds versus hosted Chiefs. This one was a 24 point win to the Chiefs. 45 point win to the Chiefs. Oh my word! It's really, really the, this is Pro this 12 is, level of predictability now. This is terrible. The Blues was was a shock beating the Brumbies so comfortably, but the, yeah. Chiefs against Reds. Reds not doing much. Chiefs top of the New Zealand conference, second in the overall conference to mm. the Lions. So that was rather predictable. So after this round of games, there's one more round of normal games before the two playoffs. more rounds. One uh, more. One more, one more uh, round in... after this weekend. Yes. Right. Yeah. Round 17 is next weekend. That's the final round, and yeah. then I, I think we're going to have to do some revision on the uh, the playoff system because I still don't fully understand it. Right, just to let you know what's coming up on the rest of the podcast, we're going to be mentioning Stuart Lancaster's new job. We're going to be talking about Exeter and Newcastle in our little in-out transfer reviews. We're going to be... Well, JB's organised a game, and I don't know whether that game involves the big pile of stuff that we can see. It does. It involves that big pile of shirts right there. Oh, And while we're on the subject of shirts, we've also, we'll also have lots of stash to talk about because there's lots of shirts been unveiled this week. Um, jerseys for the new season. Uh, but I mentioned it there, Stuart Lancaster. Right, every week there's a new Stuart Lancaster story. <laughs> yeah. Every week. He's doing or threatening to do something different every week. So l- last week we were talking about his role at the FA, which it did turn out, uh, with a bit more information came out about that, he, it was advising on youth development. Which Perfect. I th- which I think Perfect. He, he's got a great track record uh, of. Can I... Right, so I've been having to think about this. <laughs> I was talking to some of the RFU guys in youth development. They say they've got this great youth development structure, and then they do this really weird thing, okay, which is they say, statistically, players will develop that develop by age 24, and the best players that they can find are probably players that have played elsewhere in different sports and then brought them through. Now, to me, this sounds like a, a complete cop-out, and one of these things that you would say if you're not particularly good at your job, because everybody <laughs> knows in football the players come through at... 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Do we all agree on that? Yeah. So the RFU have got themselves in this peculiar position now where they're saying, no, 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 go away and play. And they're, they're openly saying this, go away and play different sports. Come back to us when you're fully developed. This to me sounds like they're missing the players. And when they do finally show up later on when they're 24, they're saying, well, we told you so. Well, like I, think, I, I do think yeah, there's... I exactly do, right. I do think there's some merit in that, uh, that as an approach with younger children. Like I think... Six. Well, no, well, I think even just, 13, 15, yeah. 14, 15, actually, play basketball, row. Um, play cricket, do, yeah. do track and field, play cricket. The handle, all those transferable skills yeah. will create the, that intelligence Agreed. and that spatial awareness and identification of opportunities and stuff. And I think that's really, really important. But um, so, so, yeah, I, don't, I, I think we should make sure we don't get young guys coming through gym monkeys that never actually play proper competitive well, rugby just play those kind of yeah representative level representative stuff. age grade sell, stuff and just jets, just like. play 10 games a year and go in the yeah. gym and become well, like lab my, rats my little worry about the whole thing is that these coaches the not I call them non-competitive coaches because they kind of they hover around in the RFU getting paid a ton of money wearing England stash and they surround themselves with like the best players who are going to make it anyway so they could Tell them anything. They could do literally anything. They could say, right, we're going to make you guys better by going to personality classes to, make, to work on your community <laughs> service skills. And they'll still make it. And then they will um, attribute their success to their annoying thinking. And I'm just, I, I, really do, I really dislike this non-competitive coaching thing. What they should do is sit these guys down and watch Rocky Four. Because, yeah, fine, you have Dolph Lundgren. You can pump him full of whatever you want. Good, make him yep, run around yep. s- specific tracks. He's not going to... You need, you need to go and run up a mountain and through snow and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mix it up. Yeah, look at Tony Buckley. He was grown in some IRFU laboratory. <laughs> he was one of the worst no, players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Stuart Lancaster's new role, potentially, is as a defence coach, or at least consulting as a defence coach, for the Atlanta Falcons NFL team. Yes. Oh, okay, so, um, uh, well, the one thing he's not very good at is coaching high-level professional teams. We know this. We've seen it at Leeds. <laughs> we've seen it at uh, England. So we don't need to go into that any further. Atlanta Falcons have no youth, youth system. They never will. They're not even allowed to. They can only get college players which they've drafted. So he's not doing that. In terms of his defensive skills, um, well, he's actually behind the curve here because uh Seattle Seahawks have already done it. In fact, yeah. they've got a video. Yeah. And it's called like they've put American names, you know, like hand off his stiff arm, 
sidestep his duke, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, they've got things like um, the ankle drag, and that would be like one type. And there's like they've got like three. Like, the side tackle is the the impact spear or something like that. And they've got all <laughs> these different names for just what we do naturally yep. in in rugby. So he's actually behind the curve. Well, Atlanta, Fal- Atlanta Falcons are. He just gave so him, he just gave his coaches some drills. I don't think he was actually working with the team. But I wonder just... what he's going to make of the um, NFL NFL gun uh, NFL gun culture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You've got good people here. Well, not really. No. <laughs> we should predict what it's going to be next week. I'm going to, I'm going to say he's going to take over. He's, he's, cycling. He's going to take over a kabaddi team. <laughs> <laughs> I think ballet. I think he could be very useful in British ballet. Yeah, and they've got a strong bullying culture in, in ballet as well. Uh, so he's really yeah. iron that up. It's a hierarchy, isn't it? It, is Do you know what, if very, what, if what, it should be a non-blame, flat organisational structure. Where everybody's equal. Correct. I, I think he's going to go in and instil some a more feminist culture in... The, the Tory party. In, in, Brazi- <laughs> <laughs> in, in the Brazilian women's beach volleyball team. Yeah. That's what I think yeah. he'll do. He'll get them covered up and uh, not just pieces of meat, but pro athletes. There you go. Uh, your predictions of what you think Stuart Lancaster will be doing next week to at Rugby Podcast. It could be anything. It could be absolutely anything. It's going to be on Love Island. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> okay. Do you want to play this game? Yes, come on then. Let's play this game. So JB's got a big stash of shirts. So what I've done is I thought, I've got all these rugby shirts, right? So I'm going to put all the rugby shirts, well, not all of them, a couple of them in the room. And it's going to go back and forth. So here are the rules. One of you is going to stop. I've got some questions. And the question will be related to the shirts. If you get a question wrong, it'll go to the next person. If you get the question about the shirt right, you get to remove the shirt, and that is your point. All right? Okay. Okay, okay I like it. Okay. It's very visual, which is good for a podcast. Oh, don't you worry about <laughs> it. Yeah. We can bring it to life. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, the first one is a Harlequin shirt. Now, obviously, the first go here is vital. So, the first one of you to tell me this gets the first question. So, who is Harlequin's director of rugby? John Kingston. Correct. So, Tim, yes. here is your first question. Yep. What team did Nick Evans play for Prior to the Quins. Oh, Phil, Phil, know this one. I, I, I don't. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Canterbury Crusaders, and he was Dean Carter's understudy there, Ooh. was he? I knew he... he was not. Phil, I didn't think he was Crusaders. Uh, I don't know though. You've only got three left, really, unless he was four. somewhere else. No, four. Well, four, four left. I'm, well, yeah, I'm going to assume he was New Zealand. I'm going to go for. The Chiefs. It is not the Chiefs. Uh, I'll go Highlanders. Nope. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> Canes. It's not the Canes, so <laughs> I'm going to give it back to Tim. But it's going to be a different question. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't get that. Oh. Uh, Harlequins. What, what was the answer then? Blues. Well, it's Blues, wasn't oh, it? Oh, Blues, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, so Harlequins. Yeah. Used to be merged with another team. Who was that team? Oh, the 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 Broncos, um, rugby league side. Okay, I I'm gonna give you another go because I didn't I didn't explain it properly. When they when they separated, they became two separate teams. So is it a rugby union team? Rugby union. So two rugby union teams. They separated. They they're, they're both now very famous. Uh, I, I will say, I'll say London Welsh. It's not London Welsh. Richmond. It's not Richmond. We're not very good at this. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, London Scottish. It's not London Scottish. Wasps. It is wasps. Yes! Oh, give me the shirt. Get the shirts off the pile. So this is a uh, circa 1998 Quinns with the NEC. Uh, Mizuno shirt with the NEC. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Well, with, with, with Greenwood. Greenwood, yeah. So Phil is in control. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what competition in 2004 did wasps get disqualified from? 2004, whatever the equivalent of the uh, cup was, the Tetley's Cup or the Zurich Cup. It was the Tetley's Bitter Cup. Tetley's Bitter Cup. You may oh, have another please. shirt. You take that wasp shirt. Yes. Oh, the next shirt is Cast Olympique. That is right. So Cast was formed from a multi-sport club, but what was the dominant sport in that club? I'm going to assume it's not rugby, and I'm going to say, what do the French love? Rowing club. It was not a rowing club. Tim, I think you know this. Um, basketball. What? You, you're <laughs> mental. No, it wasn't basketball. I don't know. It was cycling. Cycling. Ah. 
Where did Cast finish in the 2014 season, Phil? 2014? The oh, one... Sorry, this is a bit specific. 25, sorry, 2015. So one... Not oh. this one, the one before last. 2015? Because they won it in 2014, I thought. Uh, and then... Were they not... Wait, the one before last? Yep. I'm going to say they won it. They won the damn thing. They didn't. Ugh. Uh, where where did they come the year before that, Tim? There's a big clue. <laughs> they won it. Yes, they did. <laughs> I'll take a shirt. Oh, my God. I'll take my <laughs> shirt. Come on, we've got a French shirt now. Okay. So how many left? We've got three left, and it's 2-1 to me. Yep. Don't worry. It's going to get better. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure? France's current world ranking is what, Tim? France's current world ranking will be uh, behind England, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand. Probably... I'll go for seven. It is seven. Well done. Very yeah. good. Look at that. We're really picking up pace now. Get in. Take, okay. I've got taken the France jersey. Beautiful, lovely jersey that is now the Stade Francais jersey. So Stade Francais it is Richard Paul Jones. So he, was the, he is the first English player to play for Stade. Who were the other four? Ollie Phillips. Yep. Uh, James Haskell. Yep. Tom May didn't go there, did he? Nope. No, who did? No. Um... Come on. I'm going to have to rush you. I'm going to have to rush you. Do I get the shirt? Because i got nope. two of them. Nope. Tim, can you can you finish no. it off the shirt? No. The other two are Tom Palmer and oh, Paul Saki. Yeah. Oh, Saki. Oh. Get, get, get rid of that shirt. Newport's highest ever finish in in, in the Celtic Leagues. <laughs> it's a Newport shirt. Uh, so it's on Tim. Uh, Newport Gwent Dragons, seven. It's not. Six. No. Five. No. Eight. No. Four. Yes. <laughs> Take that shirt away. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. So the last question is, who owns that Hagiwara shirt? Me. No, JB owns it. I'm the winner of the quiz. Thank you very much, boys. <laughs> so this was just a ruse. It was just a ruse. To, to get... show off your lovely, lovely new Haguares shirt. <laughs> Which you came by by what means? Uh, well, it's actually not my shirt. It's our shirt. Okay. So I, oh, that is I good... thought they were unavailable in the UK. Unavailable outside of Argentina. Uh, no, they're not unavailable outside of Argentina. They're illegal to buy outside of Argentina. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I would say if anyone does wear it, it should be you, JB, because uh, it's an XL. It, it is, is an XL. It's big. What are we trying to say, Tim? Um, You've got lovely big shoulders. You're a big slice. You can fill that bad boy. Yeah, it's it, it's a good looking it'd be, top. It'd isn't be it? really baggy around the waist. You want it taken in by a tailor. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's probably a bit small on my shoulders. Yeah. Sure. So <laughs> yeah. huge thank you to our listener Richard Frost who's, who sent that in. That is going to go on the uh, on the studio wall. Amazing Frosto. I have no idea who won that. You can count the shirts if, if you want. But I think uh, I Tim, well, no. you're the winner. Tim, the Tim winner. three, I got two, and J, JB wins. Yeah. All right. Uh, rugby was the winner. Yeah. <laughs> it, certainly, it certainly wasn't the art of quizzing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So over the over the off season weeks, we're we're taking a microscope and we're putting clubs from well all clubs. We will get round to um, the. Uh, teams in the Pro 12 as well but for now we're focusing on the Aviva Premiership and we're looking at the ins and outs and where the squads are what the areas of need are how we think the recruitment has gone and what we think the expectation should be for the season last week we did Saracens and Bristol and this week we're going to look at second place and second bottom which is second place was Exeter, Exeter. Chiefs and second bottom was Newcastle Falcons mm-hmm. correct so should we start with Exeter Yeah. yes please so, I was thinking through the Exeter squad. Where would you identify the weaknesses? Because I don't think they've got particularly many. No, they're all very consistent. You know, they don't have... Without being disrespectful, they don't have much top-end talent. So, you don't go through the Exeter squad and say, that guy is a premiership um, all-star team. Well, the, the probably the three best are the boys they've brought through the ranks. Yeah, Noel Slade and um, I think they've all signed new Cameron deals. Dickey. All have signed new deals yeah. this week. They have, yeah, and they're arguably three of their best players. I mean, you could add Steenson because he's so instrumental to to them, to that, and players like Parling and Salvi and Waldrum who bring the experience. But yeah, I, I do agree that they they're a team rather than standout individuals. Yeah, uh, you can't really judge Exeter 
by the standards you judge everyone else. Like, so judging Exeter, say, compared to a Bath or a Northampton, wouldn't necessarily be right because like, they don't get big names in. And every year they have surprised us. From the year that they stayed up to the year they finished fourth to last year they finished second. Um, so it's very hard to actually get a gauge on where they are. My my thoughts on them are, and, and you know they they've shown everyone wrong. There was what was it was it season before last when people were like, oh, I think they might be you know looking looking behind them, looking down the table, and they yeah, particularly when so the season before yeah. last was the first time they made the champions yeah. European Champions Cup, and people were saying it's fighting the battles on both fronts. Can they handle it? Yeah. Uh, I do wonder and I do fear that that was the best chance they're ever going to get. Well, not ever. No, not not ever. Now, let me take that back. I think that's the last, the best chance they're going to get for a bit because there's, there was other clubs that are in transition. Bath had a particularly off year. Yep. Gloucester just, again, blew well, it. Well, next once, year for them, isn't it? Once again, yeah. yeah. Um, wasps are, are, are cobbling it together, but they're not quite ready to do it. The whole Le- season yeah. long, Leicester. Quinn's, Quinn's had a bad year. Quinn's. Leicester had a bad year by their standards. Although I still think but, Quinn, I still think but here's Quinn, the thing Quinn's about this, bad year. about this league. Everyone will have a bad year because it's so tough. You yeah. just listed, listed every pretty much almost, like half the league having a bad year. There, they don't all have bad years. It's just a tough, tough. Place yeah, to be. that's that is a fair point. So that just looking at the squad or looking at the people who've left their squad, they've not really lost anyone. All of their top end talent is still there. And then they've brought in some interesting players. So they've brought in three Aussies. Who are the Aussies? Because I don't know them. Greg Holmes, the prop from the the Reds. Dave Dennis. uh, That's a good signing. He's a good signing. That's a very good signing. Big boy. can play second row or back row. I was watching a game with Dave Dennis in it. He used to play for Force, right? Is that the boy? Uh, He played for Waratahs. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so Waratahs against the Force. And... They were backed up. Uh, the Waratahs were backed up in their own in their own twenty-two, and the commentator some, somehow said something along the lines of uh, a pick-up and go and go and score now is unlikely. But in Dave Dennis, they've got the man to do it. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's very ambitious. Not held in high regard there. A ninety-meter pick and go. Yeah, it's a, it's a big ask. It's a big ask. <laughs> uh, and they've also brought in Lock and Turner, Locky Turner. He, he he played towards the end of the season, didn't he? He was involved. Who is that? Uh, well, he's come over from Toulon, hasn't he? Yeah. So he came in kind of part way. He was on a short-term deal at yeah. Toulon. Sorry, who, who is that? He's the Aussie, fa- like wing fullback. Right. Okay. Who was the fastest man in Australian sport when they did a hundred meters race about five years ago? Yeah. Wow. Who beat uh, Jared Hayne, who came third? Wow. In il- just over eleven point one seconds. Feels a little bit like a utility kind of squad strengthening yes. guy to me. Now. Towards the, so last few seasons, Matt Jess has been kind of ever present. I mean, I think it was a couple of seasons ago he played every single Premiership game. Uh, last season he's getting on a little bit now. He played less and less, and you had more Noel and Ollie Woodburn starting on the wings for the big game. So it does give you an option of wing and fullback. Yeah. Um, so it's I think there's three pretty handy signings there. Mm. If there's one thing I, if there's one thing we should have learned and we know about that area of Devon, and obviously they they get kind of Cornwall as well as part of their catchment, is that is just a, a massive hotbed of rugby. Some brilliant rugby schools, great youth level development, and if they sign too many new big names, then it would hinder the sort of next breed of players coming through. And, and of course, I, they don't want to do that, do they? And they don't yeah. want to do that very much. So and yeah. credits and the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and the one other player they've brought in. Is a bit Devoto. Devoto, yeah, which yeah. is a bit of a weird one because you've got kind of uh, Slade and Hill in the centres with Ian Whitson playing twelve, um, and Devoto almost feels like a Henry Slade mark too, a lesser version. A sl- yeah, a slightly Very not as good version as as Henry Slade. It depends what but they're going to do. Well, though, it? I just wonder if this signals the intent to move start the transition of Slade more into fly half yes as Steenson is getting on getting a little bit older he's still not old by any stretch for, for fly half 32, 33 yeah, yeah that kind of age 33 I think yeah yeah so um, for Exton which is more of the same that's what they need to do more of the same so basically ar- ar- arguably um, I'm sure that money would be there if Rob Baxter wanted to go out and spend it but obviously he's ha- they're having to use more of their uh, salary on retaining the current players that have come through but they've got such an incredible production line of Rob Baxter and Exeter Chiefs take a very long term view and mm. you could you, you you could look at the way that Wasps have recruited and the way Exeter have recruited they're both at a similar 
position and performing at a similar level with a very, very different approach. Well, it does make the question that rugby club boards have to answer very, very interesting, though. Because you remember when I laughed wholeheartedly at Dean Ryan because he had a a long-term plan. Well, in fairness to Dean Ryan... The only way to do this now is a long-term plan because you can't buy players in because you won't be competitive. You literally, you'll be, you know, substantially less competitive because you need all those credits in in order to in order to build your squad. Well, you need some very creative accountants <laughs> or some very, and some nice third-way deals, which no one knows about. <laughs> On the other hand, if you get it wrong at the start of that term, five years later is a long, long time to have your organisation run into the ground. Yeah. I will just say one thing about Exeter from last season. So obviously the whole thing was about Saracens. Saracens from the start to the finish, they won it. Exeter actually outscored them in the the uh, full 22-game season and conceded fewer points. Really? Yeah, which is quite a remarkable feat. So I think Exeter, I don't think they will win it next year, but I think they'll be right up there and pushing. And again, with that... They've now got the experience of Heineken Cup quarterfinal or European Champions Cup quarterfinal. They've got experience of the playoffs. I think this squad is... Uh... They're ready to do, do something. Yeah. They're in a horrible position, though, which is anything else than winning it, winning the whole thing is actually a step backwards. It's a big ask. I fear that we may have seen, for a few years, we may have seen peak Chiefs and they may have missed their, <laughs> they may, may have missed their boat. But we will see. Let us yeah, know what you think. we'll see. We'll uh, see because they're, they're young English talent coming of age. Yeah, They've still true. got the, the experience. This is so. very true. Uh, at Rugby Podcast, tweet your thoughts. So uh, we move on from Exeter second top to Newcastle who finished second bottom. And um, we, we've had some tweets from Newcastle Falcons fans uh, to at Rugby Podcast. We have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, effectively saying, uh, your discussion of Newcastle only needs to be the being grateful that Sinotti Sinotti is back and fit. With him in the team, will be fine. Is what they've said. Well, I think that um, contributor is exactly right. Based on this, I think Newcastle do very well to pick up good aging talent. Um, by the way, Sinotti Sinotti isn't aging, but I'm talking about um, who is the who is the seven that they bought in, who is excellent. The seven, yeah, Tongan seven, Tongan captain, legend. Oh yeah, um, Latu, nearly oh, Latu, nearly Latu. And then they brought in Good. My biggest concern about them is they rely far too heavily on individuals playing, and you take a couple of individuals out their out their team, and they're all over the show. That's not too far off. Um, so just on Sonotti, Sonotti. So they've released a couple of aging wingers in the two Alagi boys, okay, Andy and Alex. Um, but they brought in Vereniki Gonover, who's 32. Yeah. But the last few seasons he's been absolutely super. One of the best wingers in the Premiership. Yeah. By some distance. Um, so that that could be a very good signing. And to have those two on the wingers, you've got some real firepower out there. You put someone like Sacchino inside, um, yeah, who like can play it. a bit of ball. Alongside Mike Delaney, if he can get some form together. Mm, now, Mike, now that's see, this is where I get concerned bit, with you. Yeah, he D- is, Delaney. So you're working your way in. Yeah, you got the hammer at fullback. You got those two wingers. You got Sacchino, yeah. Delaney. Am I being horribly unfair in saying Delaney is one of the weaker, probably the weakest option at fly half in in the Premiership this this year? This weakest uh, first choice. Well, I don't know, Bristol. Yeah, okay, Bristol's weak fair. as well. Um, you but, might, yeah. but but interestingly, Worcester it, maybe. Well, it's such a Worcester. Yeah, again. Worcester's a good Worcester, point. But actually. then, what what have all three of those teams got in common? They're probably all going to be scrapping away in the lower end. It's such an important yeah. position. Yeah, that, that it's a very good point about Worcester. One we'll come on to when next week when we touch on them. Um, that if they'd have had a, a good goal kicker last season, because they had uh, Heathcote, Heath former Bath player. Yeah. Who wasn't? He was running at like sixty percent average. They would have won considerably more games just just through hitting their kicks. So that's that is a very good point. Now they have brought in a ten, although he's a kind of I I never know what to make of him. He was a ten, and then they tried to put him as a scrum half for a bit uh, when he was at Northampton, and then he's gone to uh, is this Leeds? He was Haywood or someone. He there? was originally at Newcastle. Joel Hodgson. Joel Hodgson, that, that's the one, yeah. And I've never really seen, so I don't think he's going to come in and. Well, he was highly rated when he went down there. He and was, yeah, yeah, but his pedigree. You want, I suppose Mike Delaney's got years under his belt. But anyway, so um, so, so, so just uh, one last thing, sorry, Tim, about yeah. Mike Delaney. He's the only fly half I've ever seen have three attempts 
at a drop goal in the same passage of play and get none of them even close. <laughs> well, two of them were charged down just to allow him to have the yeah. the other the other attempts. It was it, it was very poor. I, so that so fly half is a I think a big weakness. I I think they might be all right this year. I, I don't think Do they'll I don't think they'll fly up the table or anything. But they've just they've got a certain yeah and doggedness. They've got doggedness. Well, yeah, doggedness is right. But what they've got in their favour is they actually play quite nice, yeah, quite nice rugby. They do. And they've got a plastic pitch. And a plastic pitch. Well, Which they, is great when Saracens come to town. Yeah. So looking at the players who left, um, George McGuigan going to Leicester, the young hooker, mm-hmm. that's a blow to them because that's the kind of boy they want to keep for yeah. the, f- both for the academy credits and he's an upcoming uh, young, talented lad. Um, obviously, Goode's left halfway through the season. Todd Clever's gone. The two Alagis have gone. Scott McLeod has retired. What? Kane Thompson, the utility second row back row from Samoa, New Zealand, um, has gone. Joshua Ferno, another second row back row yeah. utility player. Yeah, it's all. Uh, uh, it's all it's there's all... there's no there's no stars going, no. but there, there's very few stars there anyway. The boys they brought in, so they brought in Joel Hodgson. Goneth is the biggest name they brought in by some distance. They brought in a lad from Jersey, someone from England 7, Sam Edgerton, a lad from Ealing, uh, Ben Surrey from Worcester, a guy from Kenyan 7s. They brought in two American utility second row back rows who I've not heard of, a Canadian utility second row back row. So it doesn't fill you with massive hope. No, no. And yet I've just got this feeling they're going to be all right. I don't know. I think you're more optimistic than me, Tim. I think they've got my... They're my favourites for the drop, as things stand. Yeah. uh, uh, yeah. If they've got something in their favour, Dean Richards is a pretty canny operator. I just hope he knows what he's doing with uh, that bench of signings, because it's a bit of a mixed bag. To be polite, they, they have brought in a hooker, Cal Cooper, from the Sharks, South African yep. hooker. You've got uh, fifteen or so guys going out, a dozen guys coming in. I'm just not sure. I'm not 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 confident for Newcastle. Let us know what you think, Newcastle Falcons fans at Rugby Podcast to tweet. Um, yeah, could could be interesting. But then you look around and and there's there's been a bit of upheaval at Worcester who we'll talk about next week. Yeah. Uh this but Bath have still got big issues. Yes, um, they do. There, there's there, there could be points that could be won and taken. So I I think that home form might stand them in good stead. But we will we will see. And uh, so your thoughts on on Exeter and on Newcastle and also next week so we're going to talk about what wasps Yes, Wasps, Wasps and, and Worcester. Worcester. Wasps and Worcester. Uh, at Rugby Podcast, tweet your thoughts and we'll go through them next week. Um, just while we're talking tweets, um, just a few that have come in. Uh, Adam Moore, hello to you. At Rugby Podcast, uh, he, he's going through a- ACL reconstruction um, and he's been passing the time with the podcast. Um, just t- tweeted us a picture of his leg in cast. Um, all bandaged up and whatnot. Yeah, get well soon, mate. Phil, <laughs> Phil, Phil knows all about. Um, I've never had an ACL reconstruction. I did my uh, MCL, uh, medial collateral ligament, in my right knee, uh, which has been giving me some jip recently, actually. Yeah, I'm having a uh, reputation reconstruction over at Talk H, but I've never had like, a serious <laughs> injury. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few, ser- more than my fair share of serious injuries. You've so had, had, had a serious injury, Tim. Get well soon. Uh, I'm going to touch wood when I say this. No. no but no, I, think, no. I think if the current concussion laws... Of, of today were around when I was young. Coming, I would never have played. I literally through, never have played. I, I, I think a doctor probably would have said you can't play because there, there were there was a game I played for Southwest um, under 18s or whatever um, against London and South East or whatever. One of these representative matches, and I was running over to the touchline every two minutes, apparently saying, "What number am I wearing? What numbers <laughs> on my back?" I, I would play the whole game. I, I got a hit in about a minute. I didn't have a clue. And I don't remember the game. God. And my mate says I was just asking after the game in the showers. Um, my mate who was at the same school as me, um, apparently I was just asking the same question over and over and you over. Did you repeat again. a lot of the same stories on the podcast? You <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I had that up at Tyndale. Did you? I finished the game. No idea what happened, but finished the game. Can't remember taking a blow to the head. And I had this massive lump above my eye. Um, and the next day... The, the Sunday and the Monday, actually. I was in work on the Monday, and I was sick as a dog. And I actually missed the next weekend. I, the cl- Sedgley, this is six, six years ago, probably. Yeah. Sedgley actually sent me to see the club doctor for a concussion test, and he said, no, you're, you're not playing for two weeks. So, well, yeah, I mean, ahead of the curve with Sedge. 
Uh, yeah, I think that was probably in yeah. line with in yeah. line with the curve. Yeah. The one thing I they probably wouldn't get a baseline score, so <laughs> that would rule me out. Well, well, the second thing, when I have been concussed, it's been uh, those. Um, do you ever get deja vu when you get concussed? Yeah, in the head. I it's horrible, to, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I mean, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I used know to get mean. concussed a lot, a lot. My mum made me have a scrum cap before they were trendy to wear. And they, they, <laughs> they, they were rubbish looking. It was like one of those old... I was young. It was one of those, like... Practically like one of those old leather ones that yeah, rugby league players used ones. to wear. <laughs> and she made me wear that because she was so worried about me kept getting knocked out. Who was the Australian rugby league guy? I was just thinking of him. The, uh, he was like 37. And then he went to Catalans. He's just retired, isn't he? He retired about two years ago oh, when he was like 38. Whoa, 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 whoa. And he had the proper old school... Leather, leather thing... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? War in, in the film Up and Under. Yes. Uh, Neil Morrissey. No, the no. fat, the fat guy, Keith. <laughs> Keith will eat your breakfast. And then, <laughs> it, it was a team talk, and they got he stacked Yorkshireman, and he had a, like little pot pot belly. Also, right, <laughs> while we're on social media, Jack Berger tweeted a picture of him drinking a beer. Um, with the tagline Namibia's finest, uh, a picture of him with sunglasses on drinking a beer uh, with the caption uh, Saracens rugby, how's pre season going, boys? <laughs> That's nice. Um, and James Haskell, uh, he didn't tweet or Instagram a picture this time, though he's done plenty of that himself. But there was one picture in the newspapers through a long, le- long paparazzi lens um, where James Haskell is wearing what can only be described as uh, St. George's flag budgie smugglers or banana <laughs> yeah. hammock. Yeah. Um, they are they are budgie, budgie smugglers the brand aren't they? Yes, oh, they're Australian. Oh, really? Yeah, the, the, brand, yeah. The, the brand. Oh, okay. I I, I want to believe that that was just he didn't know he was being having yeah. a photograph taken of him, but <laughs> really st- strutting around in those St George's budgie Do smugglers. I was going to say when you said a very long, uh, long lens, long lens camera, I was thinking no chance <laughs> that is that is organised. <laughs> uh, but a very very strong look. Although every time I see him like that, I just think how small his legs are by comparison to the to his body not sure if that's a compliment or not no <laughs> no no um that that is a particularly unflattering picture the one that that you tweeted yeah there are some others so he, he doesn't help himself by wearing his socks down when he plays yeah. um i think he has got very good very strong legs is but, he just oh, de- no, they're very strong but, is he just desperate to be recognized i mean part of me is surprised that he's not he, that he's not protected protected himself from the sun by wearing a scrum hat you know, just to make sure everyone knows James Haskell James is Hask- on the beach yeah. and a set of decks <laughs> um, I'll, t- I'll tell you the uh, the post I've seen that I'm most jealous of this week Harlequins oh, well the Harlequins stag do Danny Kerr's stag do yeah, Danny Kerr's stag because Burrell's there Ashton's there there's a few other boys there uh, mm-hmm. but it was mostly Harlequins um, well I saw Marlon Yarders stayed on with his, his boys it looked like um, kind of his entourage rather than any any rugby players were there. <laughs> he, he tweeted from uh, Ibiza the other day. Nice. But the one I'm most envious of, uh, Owen Farrell. Why, what was he, he up to? He did an Instagram post, which was Napa Valley, and it was just, it was <gasps> oh, nice. six glasses of red, six very small glasses of red wine. Mm. So he's wine tasting in Napa Valley. I, that's, that's, I'm quite impressed with Owen Farrell with that. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I really am. impressed. I would have thought he would have been, you know, with the cap he wears sometimes, that flat, ba- yeah. flat peak baseball cap. I thought he might have been, uh, you know, out in Marbella trying to yeah. knock, knock on the door, trying to get into Love Island, which is what, which is what it looks like Haskell was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, fair play. I'm surprised he's just not back to Wig- Wigan for uh, a pie, pie and pee wet. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mentioned Love Island. That's JB's favourite show, by the way. He loves it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I can honestly say I've never seen it. I don't know what really you're referring to. Imagine sort of young rugby guys um, coming out coming out of the academy. Okay, got that. Or or like gym the gym monkey rugby lads. Okay, uh, with 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 a sleeve tattoo on the arm, um, bulked up from being a gym monkey, uh, and all they want to do is get to Ibiza or Ayanapa. It's basically them in a house. With a load of uh, women. Although, the thing is, I've seen about a quarter of an hour of it today, and all they talk about is how each other have banter. Oh, it's got a great banter. <laughs> as far as I can tell, they have the worst chat I've ever heard. <laughs> all they do is stand around going, oh, what what do you say? How are you feeling about your relationship? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh he said God. this, I said that. Yeah, he said that. Oh, you've got a great banter. But actually... <laughs> 
they, they should actually chuck rugby players in there because that would actually be fun to watch. Get DJ Hask on the decks. Yeah. A couple of lads, a couple of massive lads that, that enjoy a wrestle when drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually have good chat. Anyway. So uh, who, Tim, who would Tim, go? So Tim, what would um, Jonathan Sprat sound like if he was uh, from Essex and on Love Island? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't do Essex and Welsh. <laughs> He'd just go on and go, all right, girls. Oh, no, I, I can't. No, I've got to get back to you on that. I, Finally. I can't, I can't do Essex Welsh, With Welsh. hybrid. <laughs> just so I can picture it, if there was a couple of rugby players to go on, would it be like Jack Noel? Sorry, are we or... doing a feature on who which rugby players go to Love Island? <laughs> I think Jack Noel would, oh, he would fit in so perfectly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'd be, he'd be straight in there. So it'd be more Noel than Andy Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or... Who would I most like to send to Love Island? Okay, I'm, I'm getting into this now. I... Because, because basically, like Henry Slade has got that kind of boy band look. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do anything in Love Island. He's, he's too clean cut. He's too clean yeah, cut. Too wholesome. Too, too, not, a, not a bit of ink on him, and he's, he's, you know, he doesn't look, he doesn't look like all he does is shoulder and bench press <laughs> all day. He's not hench enough. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I've got two sets of guys to, to go into Love Island. Right. Yeah. Okay. For two very, two, for two very different reasons. So the first two going in are Thomas Francis and Andy Good. That makes it mate. What's oh, Good, Goody, you're mugging me off, mate. You're mugging me off. Uh, right. So that would be one set. But the set I would rather watch is Bucky's Botha and Danny Grucock. Oh, yeah. Wow. Now you're talking. Oh, they, they would dominate. Mugging who off, mate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They wouldn't walk around chatting like, oh, you said what? You said that. They'd just lie on a sunbed. And... No, it'd be the first ever time uh, Botha has ever had a pedicure because these little uh, these little uh, maggots would be there, you know. <laughs> I got some pictures of the the guy. These these look like Why the kind of guys right, the now. kind of guys you want to hang out with, don't they, Jay? Yeah, let's just stop it now because we've gone through two weeks of Brexit. There's a new prime minister coming along. There's no official opposition. Let's just not talk about Love Island. Okay. Phil, Phil was holding up a picture of that guy. Looks like Dig, Digby Yuani. It does look does like, like Digby, Digby Yuani. Is it Digby Yuani? Digby Yuani. It's not dig- Diggers, but uh, it does look like him. Digby would fit in it. Uh, yeah, he w- he's another one. He would love it. He would love it. Briefly, we should just mention some of the stash that's come out and uh, instant thoughts. Oh, yes. It. Well said. Um, so, uh, we've got Exeter Chiefs. They've released their home shirt for the new season, which I'm uh, not well, feeling it. No, I'm not. It looks like Northern Lights, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm okay with it. Because extra have never been like a, a real tradition. They've never had a real traditional strong Premiership kit, have they? No. So I I don't mind it. I think it's not bad. It's yeah, all right. maybe there's that. I mean, maybe Exeter should go back down their um, down down their history and find something which they like and go back to that. Yeah, that's what I'd like to see them do. But there again, they well, do. They have a tradition only superseded by Ospreys for terrible shirts. That's yeah. it. I didn't mind the, the the last home shirt. It was all right. It was fine. It was it, this their away European shirts. So I do have an issue with. Oh, good god! Well, the green one, the European, orange, the one. orange. Yeah, I, I just yeah. It's either white. I'm not even sure if they play it in white or black. I, I do like their white. I do like it when they play the white and the pale blue. Um, I, yeah, I do, that I do really good. like that. So uh, yeah, that that white kit is nice. You don't see many rugby teams in all white. England. Uh, except for the socks yeah except Although, for the socks it did annoy me when they changed their socks did they even used to have navy shorts at used to, you, they used to have navy socks with white band at the top that's right yeah um, and, and they did go all white at one point yeah but they also used to have navy shorts I think I should bring back the navy shorts oh no 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 no, no. you like them in all white now yeah yeah yeah. well yeah. I do no I think the navy shorts because this is the other, this is the only other reason why how many teams as an alternate kit go pretty much all white Got South Africa with an all-white strip. Sometimes New, sometimes uh, New Zealand. Quite often Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. Uh, Scotland, Scotland have done right it. Off. Yeah. Uh, so, my reckoning being is navy shorts, which I don't think many teams have navy shorts. Full stop. Actually. No. And a white jersey. That looks really cool. But the advantage of England being white at home means that you'll always or virtually always see the opposition's primary kit because so many of them are, are have a white alternative kit. It's only Fiji. Yeah, country, uh, isn't it? maybe. Yeah, so because I, I much prefer seeing England in white, France in blue. Yeah. Yes. England in white, Scotland in the dark blue, Ireland in green. It's much better than seeing. 
Although I've, uh, got, I've got to say that the the old school front, the France jersey, change jerseys are always beautiful to see. Yeah, Fr- France's kit. Oh. There's a long tradition since like the early nineties. Yeah, w- the well eighties even the very 80s. first World Cup. Where you look at pictures of Serge Blanco and Philippe Sellar in that beautiful Adidas kit yeah. with the, they with, with the three stripes down the shoulders. Oh, yeah, I love love so those French good. kits. Have you seen the Stade Francais? Yes, kits the, that's been like pink and blue. It's like stripes but lightning. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Pink and blue. I'm over Stade Francais now. They need to come up with something. Do you know and, what they should do? Uh, it's, it's almost like I know everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they should go back to the electric blue and the red stripe because that would actually be fetching now. Everyone's done pink. Everyone, yeah, we get it. it you got some crazy artists to do whatever they want to do. Go back to your original. That is actually a very, very fetching show. I, I reckon because they're quite open to doing strange stuff, I reckon they should all have... Um, the, the shirt should be... Um, Whatever would be behind, whatever the opposition would see behind them. So Very good. A bit of crowd, a bit of grass, and then they'd be you like have, invisible men, the, just the like only, floating heads. The only problem that you have here, Tim, I don't think you thought this through, is rugby is a game where you've got to pass backwards. This is true. Oh yeah, we you miss have, your own like some, Something very, some very bright, like um, high vis stri- stripe yeah. on the side, just on the side, on the sides. Yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. Now, have you seen the alternate uh, Stade Francais kit? Let no. me have a look on your phone. It is there. Average. I mean, what? It's well, just, have you the detail? Know. It's Space Invaders. Is it? It's is the it? Space Space Invader Aliens. Oh wow! Oh yeah, so it is. Which is quite interesting. That is. I, I quite like it. And there's a white one as well. The third third option. No, they need to go uh, back to the 1990s blue and red flash. That that is by far their best kit. Monster, their chain shirt. Horrible. Has got a stag. Weird wispy stag on it. Vile, it's vile. Like you know, you know, in uh, like in Harry Potter when they summon their like whatever sp- spirit animal thing, and it comes up with some wisp. It looks like yeah. Look, if I want to read, it's um, like one of them children's books. I'll go and read read a child's book. I don't need to see it on Munster's kit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, know. I I don't mind that. I quite like the Munster kit. Here you are, boys. Look at that. Is that not a kit? Look at that. Oh, that, that is quite cool. That's a stand. Oh, the, that stand from say, yeah, yeah, with the three zigzags in the middle. The shorts. Yeah, that is nice. Oh, oh. There's been loads. There's, there's been loads of stash watch. We're bound to have missed some. Well, have you seen? So Saracens have made an announcement on their kit, but not. They've not released any images of the kit. So have, they, they, have they announced that they're going to try and make it look like the waistband's even <laughs> higher up the shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Yeah. It's up to the armpits now. BKL, BLK, BLK have overtaken Nike on a five-year sponsorship deal. That's a, oh, yeah, that's not one. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, as kit manufacturers go, I know, Nike like are pretty sharp, aren't they? Yeah, Nike are pretty good. Adidas are pretty good. Canterbury have been great recently. Yeah. in recent years. Um, yeah, they're they're the big three. They are BLK, a good good not, kit maker. But they do have a history of rugby league kits, mm. which isn't a bad thing for rugby league. But sometimes, like if you look at the Gloucester kit, it doesn't quite sit right. No, they have a history the of too right. much detail. Not sometimes simplicity is. It's like beautiful. do you know when? Yeah. Do you know when well, the no, Chinese, quite often it is. Do you know when yeah. the Chinese try and like, um, like they make replicas of stuff? It's like the Chinese trying to make a classic sports car, a classic English sports car. It. All the right bits are kind of there, but you know it's not been put together by someone yeah. who knows what they're doing. A Chinese like rip-off um, iPhone. iPhone. Exactly you, right. You instantly know what it's trying to be, but yep. you know it's not that thing. Like the uh, what's in, is it the Nissan? What's that? What's Nissan's um, brand? The luxury car brand. 
Infinity. Infinity. It's also, like an Infinity car. Also, yeah. like <laughs> like food and drink at Aldi. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I, gonna be I think there's, lots I of think there's some good like stuff. That. It's brilliant. I love Aldi. Don't get me wrong, but I, I love that they they make it so much oh, like the, it. <laughs> the drink brands the, are the, ridiculous. Oh, the drink oh, brands are amazing. <laughs> I, I, I think it's top. In fact, let's, let's get sponsored by Aldi. Yeah, yeah. Get onto them. Um, right. Well, I think we're done then, gents. Definitely done now. Right. <laughs> uh, this this summer is is looking like a long barren expanse, um, but we're going to have the Olympics before long. We're going to have the rugby championship starting in a few weeks. So four weeks of the Olympics. Weeks. Shall we put um, Olympic specials on our podcast to see how long it takes us to get sued? And uh, surely the top fourteen is due to start again in about two weeks' time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've had two weeks off already. Yeah, come on. Uh, by the way, what one thing the Lions tour is going to start one week after the Aviva Premiership final. <sighs> yeah, and the first test is going to be this weekend. A year, the, the, this year. Oh, yeah. So the first it's very week. late, late back, isn't it? Yeah. God, that'll be a long season for some of those boys next year. Yeah, yeah seriously long. Uh, right, at Rugby Podcast, the tweet. Subscribe on Acast and iTunes, and we will see you next time. Nice one, JB. Thank you, Tim. Good work, Philip. Thank you, Tim. In a bit. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 